being around sports media and a fan of oh my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA, and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will probably open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment for the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Friday, May the 28th, and it is time for our NFC East Reset. We're going to break down the dirtiest division in football last year with Jeff Kerr in just a few seconds. But first, I'll point out all seven other divisions. Every single other division is in the feed. We're going to look at it from a gambling perspective in terms of you know, odds for win total. Look at the win totals. Look at the odds to win the Super Bowl, odds to win the division, et cetera, et cetera. Try to find some actionable stuff and figure out where we sort of stand. Like an early look at where we stand with these guys. If you're, if you're watching on YouTube, you can watch all of our shows on youtube.com slash pick six. Make sure to like the video and comment which win total you like the most in the NFC East. Champions. Somebody's got to be a champion in that league. Somebody's definitely going to be a champion of the Champions League with Manchester City taking on Chelsea in the biggest soccer match of the year. The K. Golazo podcast has you covered. Luis, Luis Miguel and friends welcome soccer experts every single episode to give game-by-game predictions, betting tips, players to watch, post-match analysis, and much, much more. Find K. Galazzo wherever you're listening to this show and on YouTube as well. UCL Field is here, and K. Galazzo has you covered. All right, now the free agency, the draft are over, and the schedule has been released. we got to reset the divisions. We're going through each one and figuring out, again, where to look and what gambling odds to take a peek at. The Cowboys are the favorites to win the year. Oh, by the way, what's up, Jeff Carr? How are you doing? Sorry. I was prepared to introduce you, and then I got I got a little – anyway. Yeah, what's up, dude? How are you doing? Um, yeah, I can't complain. <laughs> you know, now we're talking the NFC East, I'm about to just – I'm about to pull a Bobby Knight here and just throw a chair because this is, <laughs> this, is, this is your wheelhouse. It just so happens that you're on to talk about the fact the Eagles being, I mean, this is the worst Eagles team we've had in a while, right? Um, you know, every time I think the Eagles are going to stink, they're usually good. Like yeah. in 2016, I thought they were going to win like three, four games. I thought they were going to be terrible. They won seven games and I was all, they're going to win the Super Bowl next year. And they actually did. So it, I, I don't know. Like this team, I'm really high on Jalen Hurts. Um, I'm really high on Jonathan Gannon. Um, I want to play rock, paper, scissors with Nick Sariai. So when I go to training camp this year, I'm just going like, <laughs> to put out the scissors thing and see what he does. So it's going to be a very <laughs> exactly. the, uh, the Eagles are the have the longest odds to win the division at five to one. Obviously this division is very clustered up and nobody's really sure how things will play out. Uh, you could have gotten some good numbers on Washington earlier in the year, but they're now plus two seventy five. Dallas, the favorite at plus one Oh five and the giants at plus four fifty. As I mentioned, Philly five to one, their win total though, it doesn't really match up, Jeff, with their odds to win the division because their win total is seven and the over is plus 135. Their odds to win the NFC 
uh, 35 to one. Their odds win the Super Bowl 75 to one. Of course, they picked up Devontae Smith in that trade up as a leapfrogged Dave Gettleman and the Giants. They also drafted Landon Dickerson. So they put nice pieces around Jalen Hurts, Ryan Kerrigan, and Anthony Harris. Some really good defensive ads. If if Jalen Hurts is good, this team might not be terrible. And you would love the over seven, but it, that's a big unknown when it comes to Philly in 2021. Yeah, and I thought he was good last year, despite of what they had. You know, they their offensive line was in shambles at the end of the year. Like, I can't even remember who actually started on their offensive line, and I'm an Eagles aficionado. Like, I, <laughs> I remember once Jack Driscoll got her a right tackle. I'm like, yeah, they're done. Like, I, I don't, I don't care anymore. At, at that point and but Jalen Hurts was still the first quarterback ever to run for 800 yards I mean so throw for 800 yards and run for 200 yards in his first three career starts so I thought that was pretty impressive uh he was a great stat power for fantasy um but at the end of the day like his accuracy was really bad but again who did he have to throw to Travis Fulgham who was good for like four weeks Greg Ward like come on like yeah Zach Ertz was beyond terrible last year, which is shocking because I, I thought a terrible year for Zach Ertz would be like 60 catches, 700 yards, because that's just what he is. And, it, you know, the contract situation was a mess last year. Carson Wentz was a disaster. Doug Pearson didn't really seem to care. And, you know, he it was just a mess for them last year. So, and I, I will point this out, Will. The last five times they finished last in that division, they made the playoffs the next year. So, wow. If you have a bet to make them make the playoffs, I would take it. Like, it just seems like they are the quickest, worst, the first team ever. And then they go back and do this like doldrum spell where you think they're good and they're not. I mean, everybody should think they're bad this year, but in reality, they had no death last year and everybody got hurt. So they had no one to replace anybody. Their their best position of death was quarterback. And we all saw what happened with Carson Wentz when you actually dared to challenge him for a job. So. I, I don't know. I mean, they are so tough to predict. Um, I feel like, though, if I go with history, I would go over. Okay. So to make the playoffs, they are plus 280, minus 350 to miss the playoffs. Even with 17 games, the expanded thing. I do think at plus 280 that I'm probably just going to take their over se- – well, I mean, you can take both if you like it. If you think the Eagles are going to be good, take both. But if you're getting over seven at plus money, at plus 135, you can get – I mean, you get eight wins. They go eight and nine. Miss the playoffs by two games or one game or whatever it is, and you still get a plus money return on it. So, if you like, if you if, they, if, they, if, they, if you think Eagles can win nine games this year, then absolutely take yes to make the playoffs and and the over. I don't know if the division odds are really that good at five to one because again, like I would rank them in order: over over seven plus one thirty five, yes, make playoffs plus two eighty, and then win division well below those other two at five to one five to one's a nice payout but you know there's so many outs for you with that over seven and the yes playoff whereas there's only one path to the division winner and you're not getting 10 to one or 12 to one or anything like that which seems more in line with where the eagles are set up in terms of their win total exactly and i i don't know about the NCs. i mean really what's gonna win the division like how many wins is it gonna be it's gonna be eight nine uh nine probably yeah i i mean washington's better I think the Giants are better. Uh, I have reasons why they're not, but <laughs> I think they're better. Um, Dallas should be better just because Dak Prescott's back. Um, I don't care how bad their defense is going to be. It's you know, Dak Prescott makes that team that much better. I, sure. I, I feel bad like Julio Jones ruled them out, but where was he going to fit in there? You already have CeeDee Lamb. You already have Amari Cooper. You already have Michael Gallup. Uh, I, I'm assuming this is going to be Gallup's year there, but – Really, that team, it all depends on two things, Zeke and the offensive line. Uh, besides that, I, 
you know, if what's their odds to win the division? They're plus one hundred five. Well, let's get, to, let's get to them after the break. Let's get to the Giants first. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the typical, typical Eagles homer. Talk about the Eagles. You got to get there and start bashing the Cowboys. Bash. Oh, hey, I bashed the Giants before I'll even bash the Cowboys. Fair, it, fair. Yeah, um, <laughs> go ahead. You know, I was going to say, Debo, before we move on from the Eagles, any thoughts on bettable items for you on this Philadelphia setup? Oh, man. There's got to be a player prop for Miles Sanders a thousand yards somewhere. There has to be. Does Carson Wentz MVP still count as like an Eagles related prop? Yeah, does that count? Uh, that's a good one. Oh, come on. um, no, I mean, I'm I'm with Jeff, though, in terms of y- you think they're going to be bad and the expectations are lowered and then they are kind of outperforming that. So to, to make the playoffs or a long shot on the division when the division is in up in air so much, I, I don't hate that. Carson wins 40 to one to win MVP. Uh you uh, I don't think I'll take it. <laughs> it's not. Nah. Jalen Hurts 60 to one. Wow. Ooh, that's actually intriguing. He's not going to win MVP, but Philadelphia gets robbed of MVPs anyway. The Sixers have the MVP of the National Basketball Association, and he's not going to win it. I, I don't think either guy wins it, but, you know. <laughs> that's, I, I'm not as – I mean, look, you guys are – you guys are pretty optimistic Eagles fans, both of you. I don't think I look at this roster and see a 9- or 10-win team. Not with the way the with the new coaching staff. If everybody's healthy, oh, maybe I can talk myself. Oh, what are you guys doing? Well, I don't even know Nick Sirianni can coach. I don't even know what he can do. All, all I know is he plays rock paper scissors and talk and loves football. Oh, and he played football. So yeah. that's all I know about Nick Sirianni. If Jalen Rager takes a leap forward and Devontae Smith is as good as he was in college, sure. And you do have the tight ends still there, so that you know I can see. Miles Sanders, you can see this offense being good. It's not crazy to think this offense can be good. I don't think it's going to be a top 10 offense in the NFL. I I think that's... Top 15 is possible. So you would need a top 15 offense, top 15 defense. Is that doable in Philly? I kind of think it is. Um, Where is their defense? Who's going to play cornerback opposite Darius Slay? Are we really going to go with Monte Maddox here? I don't think so. Uh, They got to add something. I know Steven Nelson's still available. Howie Roseman is kind of indicated like they they rather trade for a guy and they have enough draft picks to do that so i think i'd rather trade for a number two cornerback but i love the anthony harris signing i love how rodney mcleod's back um if you can you know but here's the problem will they, they just don't have the depth behind them and one of those guys gets hurt uh i don't know if Kayvon wallace or 2024th round pick can do the job uh their linebacking core is actually a lot better than people think i I really like the Eric Wilson signing. He's played in Jonathan Gann's defense. He's going to be their Mike linebacker. Alex Singleton led the NFL in tackles after week eight last year, which is ironically when he became a starter. And the Ryan Kerrigan signing, I was all on board for because the, somehow their really good defensive line got. Oh, better. I forgot to mention Ryan Kerrigan. God, I had that. On, I said Ryan Kerrigan, didn't I? I think I did. Did you? Um, I, had it, I had it written down on the rundown. <laughs> yeah, I said Ryan Kerrigan, Anthony Harris. I think the Kerrigan signing is really good. Yeah, he's, I do. he's an underrated player. Anthony Harris is cheap too on a one-year deal. I mean, he was a Pro Bowl safety. Yeah, exactly. And you know, he was hurt last year. Uh, everybody in Minnesota's defense was hurt. Like, I, I feel like him and Eric Wilson got a really bad rep because their defense gave up six touchdowns to Alvin Kamara, and everybody goes, "Whoa, uh, we tried telling you the Vikings defense sucked." I'm like, "Well, no <laughs> kidding. No kidding. We already knew they sucked. It's that's why they make the playoffs last year. But you know, your defense can be bad, and you still have good players on it. So that's how I'm looking at it. But that front. 
that front four the Eagles have. Uh, the fact that you can put out Ryan Kerrigan, Brandon Graham, Butcher Cox, um, and Javon Hart, and I'm not even going with pass rush here. Uh, you know, let's add Derek Barnett to a third down pass rush. You got something there. Like Derek Barnett led the team in. Um, I forget the stat I used. It was like percentage per percentage pressures or something like that. Yeah, yeah, percentage per sack or something like that. He led the team, and Kerrigan would have been second. That that's insane. And when you're over one percent, you're a pretty good pass rusher. And Brandon Graham was over one percent last year. Like, this team was fifth in the league in pressures. They were third in the league in sacks. They're going to get to the quarterback. I, I have no doubt. If the Eagles' pass rusher is bad this year, I'd be shocked. All right, bold prediction from uh, from Jeff Kerr there on the Eagles, the Giants. The G-Men have a to win total of seven as well. The over, however, juiced uh, slightly minus 120. Their NFC odds, 35 to one. And their Super Bowl odds, 75 to one. Kadarius Tony and Aziz Ojalari were their top uh, additions in the draft, along with trading down uh, when the Eagles got Devontae Smith. Dave Gettleman traded back, got a first-round pick from Chicago next year, so that has to be factored in as well. And then they were pretty busy in free agency. Kenny Galladay, Kyle Rudolph, Adoree Jackson, Leonard Williams, who was on the tag, but then they ended up signing. And, of course, friend of the program, Mike Glennon, my good buddy. Um, so I like with the uh, – I, I, I like the Giants this year, and I don't – I'm. I'm shocked. I don't. I don't normally want to like the Giants. I think they, if, if four to one or longer, I think they're decent value to win the division. So I'm fine with that. There, I think they'll win more than seven games. I don't know that I would take them to win the NFC or the Super Bowl because I don't trust Daniel Jones. And ultimately, that's what it's going to come down to. Oh, by the way, they also signed John Ross. If if you care about such things, there's enough here where you can envision. A decent offense if Daniel Jones stops fumbling, stops leading the league in fumbles, that may be a, too much of an ask. The Giants did the one thing this offseason that they – I thought they'd address and they didn't, and it's not even Daniel Jones is fumbling. I think Daniel Jones fumbles as much as he does because he doesn't have an offensive line, and they didn't address it at all. They're like, nah, we're just going to go with Andrew Thomas. Uh, but, you know, we did that the year before, even though it didn't work. You know, we're going to bank on these guys developing. Well, that's great and everything, but that's not going to win you the NFC East because you got the skill position players to help Daniel Jones. I, I really like that. Your defense is going to be a top 10 unit. No doubt about that. I love Patrick Graham. He's going to be an NFL head coach. But the Giants' two biggest problems the last five years have been quarterback and offensive line. They didn't really fix it, and they're not helping the quarterback. Like, they're all in on Daniel Jones, but they do nothing to help Daniel Jones up front. Like, they, they got Kenny Galladay. Love the signing. Um, yeah. I'm a big Darius Slayton fan. I hope his target share doesn't go down because they have Kenny Galladay. Um, Evan Ingram's still not crazy about. He cost them the first game against the Eagles last year because he can't catch a football that's right in his hand. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. As long as their offensive line is bad, they're not going to have a chance no matter what Joe Judge preaches. That's probably true. It could improve. I mean, Andrew Thomas took a big step forward at the end of the year. Um, it, there, there are questions about it, but it's it all comes down to Daniel Jones. If Daniel Jones takes a leap forward, this team is a playoff team. And if Daniel Jones does it, then you know there's a possibility people are looking for jobs. I wouldn't be surprised at all if this team won 10 games, especially considering the teams that are uh, listed ahead of it. Again, I would bet they're over at seven games. That's where I'm at with them right now. I take the over, too. Yeah, I, seven is just doable, even if, with a tough schedule, just because of what's in the division. And and again, because you're hoping that Daniel Jones can take a leap forward with all these weapons around him. Uh, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll discuss Washington and Dallas.
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Washington's win total eight. The defending NFC East champs over minus 135 there. 25 to one to win the NFC. 50 to one to win the Super Bowl. Added uh, Jamin Davis, my boy, and Deami Brown, who Pete Prisco loves the deep threat in the draft. Curtis Samuel, very much a notable Free agent addition for Washington. Anything? Uh, do you do you dig what Washington? Oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick too, as well, which is kind of huge, just because if he plays the way that he's played at times, I, you kind of see you see this offense being pretty good, right? I actually think this offense is going to be legit, and they don't need to be like a top ten offense here. I honestly wrote if the Redskins, uh, Washington's a top fifteen offense. They're going to the playoffs. They're going back. I don't know if they'll win the division, but they're good enough. And that's one thing I like about Washington. I really like the addition of Ryan Fitzpatrick. You're throwing to uh, Deami Brown. Uh, I always forget how. Deami Brown, yeah. Yeah, Deami Brown. Uh, He was a stud in North Carolina. Absolute stud. And they got him in the third round. Uh, I couldn't believe it. It, And you had Curtis Samuel, who I thought was the most underrated free agent signing on the book. You have Antonio Gibson. You have Terry McLaurin. Yep. Um. Logan Thomas. Thomas was awesome at tight end last year. Yeah. And I don't like the Morgan Moses cut, but they seem to have a replacement in the kid from Texas. Um, what's the kid's uh, last name? Uh, Sam, um, the second round pick. Oh, uh, oh, Samuel Cosby. Cosby. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So I guess. He's... And they added Charles Leno too. I mean. Yeah. yeah. I, I, again, that's a decent left tackle. It's, yeah. I mean, they could move in the right side. It's, all depends what they want to do there, but I like their offensive line. Fitzpatrick gets rid of the ball quick anyway, so I don't think that's a, that big of an issue. Um, their defense is going to be a top five unit. I don't even need to go that much farther into it, but I love the Fitzpatrick sign for a year. And to me, they have the division's best head coach, and Ron Rivera, and it's not even close. I would agree with that as well. The schedule is tough. They open up with the Chargers, Giants at home, then they're at the Bills, at the Falcons, Saints at home, Chiefs at home, at the Packers, at the Broncos. 
that's a tough first eight weeks, but they are, they are a grizzled sort of veteran team with a good defense. And hopefully you, know, you would hope they would have a running game and, and then Fitzpatrick can go YOLO at times at, coming out of the by the week nine by they have Tampa in week 10, but then it lightens up on substantially down the stretch, assuming that the rest of the division isn't good. They have at Carolina, Seattle at Las Vegas, Dallas, Philly, Dallas, Philly giants to close out. I mean, that is a, that is a, five game division stretch to close out the season unless Dallas or Philly or the giants are just a 13 win team. This division won't be decided until the final five weeks of the season. Like that is, that is a, that is five of your, what, eight, six division games. They did on purpose too. They know the NFC East is going to come down to the wire and these teams are probably not going to be that good. So let's do it. And I think Washington's the first team since like the Bucks in 1995 that five straight teams end the division and or five straight division games or something like that. And that was when the division that was when we had what the NFC right. Central. So again, it's it's really rare to see this in the 2002 realignment era. But look at where we are. And honestly, if Washington somehow is five and five, six and five going into that stretch, they'll win this division. I have yeah. no doubt about that. I, I think they can go four and two down the stretch and just clinch it. I, I agree with you. That's probably going to be Ron Rivera's goal. Is let's get to this five-game stretch above 500 and then put our foot on, you know, and just bury the rest of the division. Dallas also has four of five games. Four, four of their final five games are division games. So you're going to see whew, I, if the Cowboys are in the, in the race, I hope you like watching the Cowboys on primetime because they – will be on there. Dallas's win total, 9.5, 14-1 to win the NFC, 28-1 to to win the Super Bowl. They went all defense in the draft, including Michael Parsons, Kelvin Joseph, and Chauncey Golston. I don't really think you can look at the Cowboys in I – mean, did they – I mean, I will say Dak was their top free agent addition, you know, because they – I mean, they, 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 they had a ton of draft picks, and they used a – they just – I mean, they used them all over the place, but – primarily focused on defense and then the Dak signing was really I think the, the only key free agency signing maybe Carlos Watkins from Houston they didn't do a whole lot of free agency no it's I, I felt in past years they were more busy like I, if you really want to look at their best all season sign not Dak it was Micah Parsons when they drafted him right you could have gotten a 10 you got an extra pick from the Eagles and you were able to draft in my opinion in the draft's best defensive player at 12 and he's going to cover up so many holes on their defense but Okay, so their defense goes from what thirty second to twenty eighth. Is it really going to be that much better? No, it will. It will be at best a top twenty five defense. I would think. Yeah, and I, I'd be optimistic if if it was twenty. If I would give them every opportunity to win the NFC East because Dak's going to throw for a lot of yards. They're going to score a lot of points, but they're also going to give up a lot of points. And I don't think Dan Quinn's going to make that much of a difference there. I mean, I, I think the system's going to be better. I think they're going to be a better football team, but. I, I don't know. I'm just – I want to pick them to win the NFC East. I really do. And my head says they will win the NFC East, but yeah. Washington's defense is just so good. I, I And their, their offense, as I said earlier, if they're a top 15 offense. They win that division. Well, I hope people listen to this podcast uh, back in the middle of March when the Ryan Fitzpatrick signing happened. We told people to take the Washington football team at plus three and a half to one or four to one. And that's no longer there. They're like two, two to one or two and a half to one, which, you know, is, is not still not terrible, I guess. I have no interest in taking Dallas at, at plus one and five. That's that number is not good enough for me. Especially, what's that? It's a waste of money. Well, um, yeah, I mean, it's just even odds. I mean, just take their over under win total at nine and a half and 
you know, they can win 10 games and not the division, right? Or, you know, I, I would rather do that than to take the division at plus 105. My concern with the Cowboys is we saw Dak Prescott playing at a, as a high a possible level as you think he would get from a statistical standpoint. And the Cowboys were still losing games. <laughs> that was also the Giants. The Giants. <laughs> like they were, they were behind. They were losing. They were getting creamed by the Browns. They, they just couldn't, you know, and they, they were losing the Falcons. It wasn't a very good football team. And I, that makes me just, I need to see it from Mike McCarthy in Dallas before I buy in. I, I don't think it wouldn't surprise me at all. If they were the third best team in this division, even with the healthy Dak. Now he's going to keep him in games and that offense is going to put up points and they're going to put up big fantasy numbers. But if they don't, if their defense isn't vastly improved with three additions, like three or four additions in the draft, these guys are starting these rookies. And you ask him to start in 2021 in a what is a weird offseason. This is a tough spot for them with a new defensive coordinator. And Mike McCarthy made some boneheaded calls last year. Like Real Ben Danucci and Andy Dolmer. I'm like, what is this guy doing? Why are you doing a reverse on like second and 20? I don't yeah. understand the logic. Like Aaron Rodgers isn't your quarterback anymore. He's not bailing you out of anything. Right. Exactly. They have the, probably the best wide receivers in football. The offensive line is still good. It's, it's I mean, it's a, it's a very good offensive line. Probably not – it's not the elite offensive line that it was uh, in previous years. And, you know, Blake Jarwin, Dalton Schultz, some nice weapons at tight end. Of course, Zeke and Tony Pollard. I mean, if Dak's healthy, this offense is going to be really good. Like, just by default, it's going to be a top-five offense. But there's a chance, fun to watch, too. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. But there's a decent chance that they're just like the Falcons last year where, you know, you've got tons of weapons, you've got tons of points, you can't stop anybody, it doesn't matter, and you're ultimately come, trying to come from behind a lot. And if that's the case, then I'm not buying in. So – I wouldn't take the under on the Cowboys. I think I'm just a stay away on Dallas. I, the, to me, the value is not there for them uh, because we haven't seen it and we need to see it from the defense. So no bet there for me. Washington, I like the Washington over eight a lot. I, I still like Washington to win the division. I think the Giants, four to one to win the division or better. Four and a half to one is pretty good. I, I can't splash the Giants to win the Super Bowl, but I think they go over seven wins as well. So I like Washington over seven, Washington over eight, and uh, New York over seven are probably my favorite bets out of this division. If Eli Manning would somehow come back for a postseason run, yeah. then I would pick the Giants to win the Super Bowl. But right, right. besides that, no, that, that's not happening. Uh, I, I'm honestly, I'll stay away from anything Dallas, too. Um, we used to, you know, when I played football, it was always poisoned on special teams for the football. Well, guess what? Poison. Stay away from them. I, I wouldn't pick them. Um, I would definitely go over on their win total, though. If you, Okay. I agree with you. you want 10, 10 and 7 is not a great season, you know, but they do start. They're at Tampa Bay at the Chargers. Those are two tough opening games. Um, both will be on, featured on your eyeballs. Uh, then they have Monday Night Football at home against Philly. They play the Panthers at home, Giants at home. Then they're at New England. So it's possible they're three and three or worse going into their week seven bye. And if that's the case, you've got some concerns at Minnesota coming out, Denver, Atlanta at home, at KC. You know, they're at home against Vegas, at New Orleans, and then you have those two games against Washington late, one against New York and one against Philly, plus a game against Arizona. They can definitely get to 10 wins, but if they stumble out of the gate against either Philly, Carolina, or New York, or Lord help them, two of those teams who you know, all might have pretty good defenses, then Dallas could be you – know, we could be a, a bi-week seven where is it Mike McCarthy's job on the line? You know, like, one, Mike McCarthy's job's on the line, and they're not supposed to beat Tampa. They, they, I don't think they'll beat Tampa in that opening game. No, I don't think they beat Tampa either. I, I, the only reason they're in prime time is because of the Cowboys. I think I think they're three and three, maybe four. Four and two would be a massive win going into that week seven bye. I think three and three is more likely. And if that's the case, you know, you have to pick up a bunch of division wins 
you know, I have to play Washington again. This is it's not an easy schedule. I I'm not gonna take the under, but I would lean under on Dallas because I'm just not buying Mike McCarthy. The opponent win percentage is so deceiving for them because they have what the second or third easiest schedule in the NFL. But then when you actually look at the schedule, it's not that easy at all. It it really isn't. There's some tough tough games on there. If they're good, they're good. Well, a lot remains to be seen. I know. I think there's better value elsewhere in the division. All right. Jeff Kerr, thanks as always, buddy. Great stuff on the on this division and the one from earlier in the week. Make sure to check it out in the feed. Appreciate the time, pal. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on, Will. Greetings, fantasy warriors. I'm Heath Cummings, your guide to fantasy dominance on FFT Dynasty. Join me this offseason where mock drafts become epic showdowns and every pick shapes your legacy. If, if I was Adam, with the team that he's built, Will Levis makes so much more sense. And that's not all. We're peeling back the curtain on the future with our exclusive 2024 NFL Draft Prospect Profiles. Uncover hidden gems that'll elevate your roster to legendary status. Puka Nakua. After Cooper Cup, we really have no idea who's going to get the targets. Keaton Mitchell of East Carolina. Explosive speed is ridiculous. This isn't just a podcast. It's a playbook for champions. Subscribe to FFT Dynasty now, and together, we'll conquer the fantasy football frontier. Your dynasty journey starts here.